Hey, what's up? This is your girl, Diamond Styles, and I am the master chef, cooking you up something succulent and divine. It's your boys out here, and we are serving hot talk and cool iced tea. And I'm Mia Mix, here to set the tone and make sure the mood is right. So come on in and get comfortable. Pull up a chair, have a seat. You can even take your shoes off. Wait, not if your feet is down. <laughs> oh, hell no. Welcome, Welcome to Marsha's Plate. The time has come for you to be the change you want them to be, yeah. No more running around filled with all hypocrisy, yeah. It starts from the inside, it spreads wide, and everything will be alright. Join the conversation. Hashtag Marsha's Plate. Oh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We want to hear what you guys have to say. You can also help us build community by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash Marsha's Plate. By contributing to this podcast, you help us continue our powerful work to change culture one episode at a time. So let's get started. So today was an interesting day. I went to meet my um, primary care doctor, primary care physician (laughs) for the first time today. It was quite nerve wracking. (laughs) I was so nervous. So first of all, I went and got my test, um, you know, just your whole test, like your STI, um, check up, see if you got HIV or any kind of diseases or whatever. Then they check your blood to see if you got like um, like what's your levels or whatever with testosterone and estrogen. And then they check your, um, you know, just different things, just whatever I ask them to check just to be ready. So I'm feeling like I'm coming into this. So that was last month, right? So I feel like I'm coming into this about to get my all my tea spill like like what is about to happen like oh because it's been a minute right yes because it's been a minute yeah so i was like you know and a bitch been out here living living on the edge baby (laughs) (laughs) you know so you know i'm like uh i'm i'm kind of nervous and so she come in the room real nice and bubbly super super nice i really like her personality so remember i told y'all last time i I think i told y'all that it was real impersonal like at the it was almost like it was a assembly line (laughs) when i first went down there so i was like god it's none of nobody is talking to me like i'm a person it's almost like routine number diamond diamond Da, 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 da. Go here. Go to go to the third floor. Go to laps down here in this floor. Da, 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 da. It's very. It was very like a similar. Oh, no kind of um personality. But this one meeting her was totally different. She was way personal. She was kicking in. She just was cool as hell. So it was good. So she made me real comfortable. So she's talking about you know, and I told you I'm going there to get on hormones or whatever to get back on moms. As a cis woman. Yes. Okay. Um, so I say, well, 
I'm she's she's talking and she's just really just yabber yap jabber jibber jabber jibber jabber jibber jabber, and I'm sitting here nervous because I want to hear my results and I feel like she is beating around the bush, girl. I done prepared myself for this tea, so go ahead and go. But she's talking about the balls and she's talking about she's talking about everything. But I want to hear. I said, one second, ma'am. I was like, I'm really sitting over here sweating bullets and I'm nervous. So I really just want you to give me my result. Now <laughs> one second, ma'am. I just want you to give me my tea so I can. Yes, let me get off this moment. And because she, you didn't sit here and talk to me today. <laughs> and I, I want to get not. over this. But she was like, oh, no, baby, no, baby. You don't have to worry about it. She was like, you're negative. She was like, if you were positive, we would have been called you a month ago. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> like, thank you. She was like, oh, I didn't know you was waiting for that. I was like, oh, baby, if she was like, if you would have got your results, we would have told you. Like three days after, like we would have called you and said, "Hey, come, hey, <laughs> come on in, baby. We gotta talk to you about something." And I was like, "Okay." She was like, "Yeah, you straight. Everything is straight." She was like, "Only thing that you um that is a little high is your blood pressure." She was like, "You know, you know, but it's not crazy, crazy. It's just a little, little bit up." She was like, "But that's about it. You can do that with exercise and diet." I was like, yes, I just got a gym membership. So I've been going to the gym, so I'm trying to get it together. <laughs> Once I start calming down, and she was like, all right, so tell me what you what you came for. And I was like telling her about the moans, and I told her, um, you know, and this would be my first time actually going in years to a doctor to get like prescribed medication. And yeah. so she said I was the first black girl that she saw that had been on black market hormones for this long and not have any like liver or kidney damage. Mm. He was like, usually it's some type of liver or kidney damage, but she was like, you don't. And she was like, what were you taking? And I showed her what I was taking. And she was like, oh, she was like, if this is what you were, I, you know, y'all know what I take. I don't know Mexican what I take. You're my little Mexican mom. Um, the, um Miss the sickening depots. These no 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 I don't take depot hell no depot will kill you. I take these. Mm. Okay. These perla deals. So yeah. when I told her about it, she was like, um, she was like, I never heard of that, and I was like, oh, it's Mexican moms, and she was like, um, and I showed her to her what it is, and she was like, what's crazy? She was like, "How many? When, how did you take this? Like, what was your process?" And I said, "I take them once a month. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't do the once a week thing. I kind of just take one of these a month." And she looked at the prescription. Prescription. She was like, "Actually, she was like, it's smart that you did that because what you're, what you, the dosage is actually just under the normal dosage, just under." She was like, "You, that's like." 10 i mean she was like something she was like, i usually prescribe people like some like say 12 and i'm taking like 10. <laughs> she was oh, like yeah. it wasn't right at where you were supposed to be but it was right under to where you never would have caused yourself any problems but you would have still had the effects and i was it, like oh cute huh did you did you happen to ask like is it because uh they overdose on them the people most people that take yeah, oh, okay. they and overdose. They take too much. And the, but also, um, 
like oh shit okay yeah that's right also you you have to worry about like your bones i think that's maybe that may be an uh, issue that I, might, I may have, but the bitch maybe just not work out much. But my <laughs> my doctor said that you um like if you were somebody who took the um, black market hormones, but they were injected, uh, she said that you had that a lot of girls had issues with um their bones, like you have like an, enough vitamin D, mm. so um they had issues with like their bones cracking and. That's something that I have issues with right now. So, mm. but I was I was on and off too, so I didn't have any issues with my um with my liver. But I ain't gonna lie, sometimes I did overdose. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, didn't, I didn't know I because I wasn't for sure. I just wasn't. I don't like to. I'd rather be under than not. I didn't know what was under or over. I just knew that I didn't want to be, um, you know, doing too much. And once I start seeing effects, I was like, oh, well, whatever I'm doing is giving me effects, particularly around this Mexican moan, because the the when I was just taking just plain estradiol valerate, it was um, it was giving me like my titties was growing, but it really wasn't. It was doing that, but it wasn't doing really too much so i and i really couldn't tell what i was because i was new on it this is when i was young young so i was like i really couldn't tell what i was doing like what it was doing <laughs> so i know my breast was growing but it was like hmm i you know what i'm saying i already kind of was serving getting breasts when i before i got them on so it was kind of weird so i wasn't really for sure what was happening but when i got on this Baby, that shit gave me a full body change, which I mean, from the toes all the way up. <laughs> it was, it was, it. But she said that's because this has a progesterone in it, and I didn't know at the time that a progesterone is a blocker. Like, cause back then they oh. were telling us that um <clears throat> that spirolactone was a blocker, and people that's what they normally prescribe. And I didn't like spirolactone. It was something I didn't, really, to be honest, I didn't like the taste at all. So I can't really say if it worked or didn't work. It probably did, but I didn't like the taste. Spirolactone tasted like a nasty-ass aspirin. It had that gross-ass, gross taste. I hated it. And so I stopped taking it and started taking this. And she said the progesterone in here, she said the progesterone is a blocker. And so I was like, oh, that's why when I started taking this, it was like, oh. God. Hey, girl, pickle. <laughs> pickle. <laughs> Let me show you how to be a woman about it. <laughs> so it was a whole different, whole different experience for me. I remember I had got, because um, I was living with my boyfriend and my brother. We was living in the house together and all of that kind of stuff. And back in them days, you know, I feel old saying this. Back in them days, you would have a camera, a disposable camera, and you would take pictures and you would have to take it to like a CVS or a Walgreens and get the pictures developed. And it, you would have to wait and then, you know what I'm saying, for it to develop, blah, 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 blah. It was a whole thing. Shit y'all don't have to do now. <laughs> so we had went somewhere. We had took some pictures. And I hadn't seen myself like in pictures in so long. And so, bitch, I had got them pictures. And I was like, I can't even recognize myself. I look totally different. It was just, just because of these moans. It was so such a drastic difference and so 
I was like, well, I'm doing something right, so I'm gonna keep doing this <laughs> once a month to be straight. And she was like, oh, she and the doctor today said it was smart that I was doing it that way because I was just under to where it wouldn't, I was just under the regular dosage, but I would still get the effects without any of the problems. Gotcha. So. Yeah. Sometimes I be having to, uh, as far as when I'm on hormones, hormones is dangerous for me to overdose because my red blood cell count was hot, really hot. And that's something I've been dealing with. I, I lowered my dosage because of it. And um, I had to donate blood as well to keep my red blood cell count down. So... But that's the only thing. That's about the only thing. But I've been consistent for like five years. So. Well, I've definitely been on and off here and there. So I I feel like the like like because I've been on and off for so long. And the reason why is just because I, I don't want to be infertile. For some reason, I feel like if you're consistent, I'm just going to be infertile. But because I've been on and off for so long, I know exactly like what my what changes my body goes through when i'm fully like estrogen dominated and it's a complete difference like where do y'all do it at where do y'all take y'all shot at i do mine and like the side of my leg because that's really where you like the outside or the inside like the outside Okay. But then I also do it straight down in your muscle, right? Straight down in my in my leg, in my thigh. Where do you take yours, Mia? When I used to take, oh, when I used to do the shots, now I'm on pills. But when I used to do the shots, I did it in my butt. Yeah, I did that a couple times too. But I was like, eh. mm, so I like to do when I was doing it myself. I like to do it in my butt. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> um, I like to do it and back there because I don't know. I can just see it and do it. Um, and I didn't like in the arm because it make your fucking arm hurt all fucking for a whole fucking week after. So yeah. I was like, that shit hurt. So you can't hardly reach it. And I didn't like that shit. So I was like, and then it's kind of I don't know. It's something about doing doing it yourself in your arm that is too inconvenient like the the position is whack so if i just do it in my butt it was it was quite simple um yeah. have you done it in your abs before people do that so <laughs> she told me she was like she was like you need to if she was like to avoid the pain you do it in where you have fat at and i was like well clearly my stomach got some fat she was like yeah the stomach is a perfect place and she was like just lift it up just pinch it and then do it and i was like i've never done it in my stomach because i was always when back in the day i was always slimmer so i was scared i would puncture my stomach <laughs> or something silly <laughs> but yeah. she was like your stomach ain't nowhere near right there girl <laughs> she was like, no she was like this needle ain't gonna go anywhere near your organs she was like lift do the skin and just say do and put it in there she was like you will be fine there's nowhere near your um um anywhere near your organs and i was like okay so i did it for the first time today and it actually was so fucking easy really i've heard that because Ooh. it it's right there and it's like right in the fat like you don't even feel it like i i feel it going in but 
it's not like when I put it in my butt where I can feel it in my muscle filling up with the, whatever the liquid that I'm putting yeah. in there. <laughs> but this it just it's just she said just put it in the fat, you'll be fine. She was like, you don't have to worry about the um the um the pain of the mus the muscle pain that you normally would have to go to if you do it in your arm or in your thigh. But she also said I could do it where you do it, Z, where on the side of the thigh or the inside yes. of the thigh. Yeah. Where your fat um, is. And I was like, mm. Do you do it monthly or weekly? She got me on weekly. I don't like that. <laughs> I want to just do a one month child. But she was like, that's she was like, that's not good because you're just gonna get the effects when you put it, and then it's gonna slowly decrease down. By the end of the month, child, you back to <laughs> where you don't want to be. She was yeah. like, So you get this little dose every month. But I think what I did take a shot and then once a month and then I would take a pill every other day. So it was a whole different thing, which I, which I was trying to tell her, I think I was already at the 12 that she was talking about. Cause the pill would have boosted me up to the 12. I don't, right. I think the shot would have just, well, at least for the, um, well, I don't know. Cause if, if just, a, if it's just once a month and the pill, the pill was still giving me a little bit of something throughout the month, but I don't know what I was thinking. I just was trying not to overdose. Um, but yeah, the way she said now, she's like, you need to do it once a week, every day, every same day, every week, and you'll be good. <laughs> she said, come back to see me in three months. Yeah. I'm just so happy that my health is good. <laughs> that's, yeah. what I, that's what that's I was nervous about because I hadn't been to the doctor in a minute. And she was yeah. like, all of your labs came back. You're perfectly healthy. So don't, don't be scared. Do keep doing what you've been doing, whatever you've been doing. <laughs> I was like, nah, I ain't gonna keep doing that. So yes. That's always like a good feeling to know that okay, I'm good. Like yeah. I'm healthy. I'm doing I'm doing my due deals. Like I'm doing good. Yeah. Definitely. Oh my God, I want to thank all of our new patrons this week. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yay, 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 yay. So not only are you helping to sustain this particular podcast, you know, I also donate to other podcasts. I donate to other organizations. I have my finger on the post of the community and i know a lot of grassroots organizations that are doing great work out here so you're not only helping to sustain us you're helping to sustain other people in a community because i put my money where my mouth is you know that's just the kind of bitch i am community is fuck <laughs> so thank you i really really appreciate you and if you have not become a patron why have you not? You can donate as low as a dollar a month. It doesn't matter. Anything helps. Please. Do I have to play Sarah McLaughlin and show you puppies? Like, what do I have to do? Do I have to do resort to what the white people do to get you to give them money? <laughs> All righty. Anyway, thank y'all. And the Patreon and PayPal link is at the bottom. Back to the show. Like we discussed last episode, the straights are not okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> they are freaking out. They they're they, out of control. They're making all types of propaganda. <laughs> they think the same thing about us, like the exact same thing. So I go. So I see this picture, right? 
I'm gonna send it to you. I don't know if you'll be able to see it here. No, the it's okay. the magic glare. All right. Well, it says NYC school seeking to ban words like mom and dad because they are offensive. In the picture that you says protect trans kids. The Savoy show posted this, right? Uh -huh. And so I go, I was like, no, I mean, cause I'm the type of person where if I see something, I'm not just gonna like retweet it. I'm actually read through it. I'm a researcher to see like what the actual story is. Cause I know not like, this is pretty common what they doing. So I go on to- They're like, basically oh. clickbaiting you. Like they right. want to rile people up. Right. right. So um, I go look it up. And it says, private school says phrases like mom and dad should be avoided, avoided because they made an inclusive language guide from, oh, they made an inclusive language guide at the school called Grace Church School. It's a private school in New York. And they said mom and dad should be replaced with words like grownups, folks, or families, or guardians because they are aware that there's many family types to where certain kids might have a mom and dad. I mean, a, mom, a dad and a dad, a mom and a mom. So they want to use language like that to avoid kids from being, bullied. you know, yeah, bullied or any of that type of shit. And also, it wasn't just about that type of shit. It was like also about like with people religion that now they don't say like Merry Christmas. They just say you know, have a good break or some shit like that. And so, like, it's basically like a small little guide where they trying to, you know, kind of be considerate that everybody's family structure is different. And then <laughs> it just reminded me of, like, this, like, now it seems like the conservatives are using the kids as, like, a scare tactic for them to make these different legislations and bills and shit. And it reminds me, like, um, no, 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 no. That's not that's not new, baby. That's always a tactic. Remember, went back in the eighties when they were saying, um, when they was trying to get um, black men and black women locked up, and they was like, oh, the crack babies. We got to save the crack babies. We got to save the babies. Yeah, they yes. always got the. They always bring the babies in. <laughs> that's what I was about to say. It reminds me of when races are like, oh, we have to protect the children. Like, we can't have them the unborn fetuses. <laughs> Like, we can't have certain people in our neighborhoods. We have to keep it the same. We have to protect our children. Like, they use the children as an excuse. You know, what a veiled excuse for your racism. Right. Exactly. And so, I don't think they see it as that. I think they see it as um, legit concern. But, like, when no, you I don't even think because I don't think that's how legit. they do it. Uh, I don't, yeah, they do. They could see it as that. Yeah, because, because they, they, they they think that um that in some way that it's going to influence them ch their children to to not follow their own path like like in some way their their children's not just gonna say oh you know we're we're gonna be queer now now that i have an option i didn't have it before but now that i got it like no you it, it's just giving your children it's just letting your children know that the door is open like you'll be you'll be you'll be able to have conversations about how you feel and without people saying, oh, well, you know, since you feel this way, we're, we're gonna let your parents know and then 
we'll go from there. I just think, um, yeah, you're right. But I, um, damn, what was I about to say? Um, fuck. <laughs> in, for me there is a there for me when i listen to what g just when i listen to what z just said i hear somebody trying to be inclusive to people who may be different than the norm for example let's take the merry christmas everybody at your school is not going to be a christian so saying Merry Christmas to everybody may not apply and it can alienate them. So if you have a Muslim, they're going to constantly be like, I don't celebrate Christmas. I'm Muslim. If you, right. you know what I'm saying, it's going to, I'm Jehovah Witness. I don't celebrate Christmas. So stop saying Merry Christmas to me. And it's not that Christmas is a problem because that's the, that's the propaganda is that, oh, they got a problem with Christmas and da, da, da. No, it's not that Christmas is a problem. Christmas is okay. But Christmas is okay to who? Christians. It's okay. So that's who you need to say Merry Christmas to. That's who you need to reference the Christian holidays, reference the Christian stuff to, because they are the ones who celebrate that. Not saying, you know, not saying it to me makes me the out the the outsider person when it comes to if I'm a Muslim, if I'm a, if I'm another religion. You're right. making me feel like I'm the outsider person, like Christianity is norm, although it is a norm. <laughs> but one of the things that when we when we talk about giving up privilege and giving up space, it feels like oppression to them sometimes. Yeah, because they're so used to things being one way, and it's like, girl, it's not. It's not just this way, honey. Right, because you'll hear them say stuff like, "Oh, this is a attack on Christians." Like it's like cis white male Christians are under attack. Y'all have y'all have been the power. Masculinity is under attack. Yeah, masculinity is under attack. Um, black masculinity is under attack. Uh, whatever has been the norm or the privilege, anytime they give, are given up privilege, they're going to think that it is oppressing. They just want to be oppressed so bad. <laughs> they just, that's the type of propaganda. When, when Nobody is saying that mom and dad is not okay to say. When the people you're talking to are okay with mom and dad, use mom and dad. It is okay to use mom and dad to those people. But there are people out here that don't use those titles or don't want to use those titles. And so if you have a child who doesn't have don't want to use those things or got a parent that's a non-binary that doesn't want to use those things then that's when it's a problem and so you don't want to use it with them it's not about mom and dad being bad those they are perfectly fine just like he, her and him and she and he those are perfectly fine pronouns when the person you're talking to wants them to be apply <laughs> i don't mind you calling me a she i'm never gonna have a problem with you calling me a she but another person may be totally different with that particular pronoun and yeah. so what they're trying to teach you is to be inclusive in your language it's not saying that those uh, the old school way every you can just cut it out and throw it away no nobody is saying that they're nobody just trying to tell difference. you what to do nobody's right. trying to say stop like girl you can keep doing what you're doing you're not going anywhere but but i'm pretty sure that it it makes 
those queer children who this this child who has two moms and this other child who has a mom and dad sit there and question her like why do you have two moms well because these are my parents these are my these are my guardians or the other language that this of uh, this private um or um schools decide to use as far as far as like representation for the the people who raise them or their you know their parents i think that is it's very inclusive uh, and like you said they're not telling them hey stop you got to say mom and dad no they're opening up the door and then also bitch this is a private school so you have a choice to decide hey i want to take them to a whole different one not only is it inclusive it's just realistic because like people are already there now like people are already progressing like you just gonna get left behind like if you know if you don't want if you don't want to go have your child go to a school like that there's plenty of schools i'm sure in mississippi now where they been in trans kids from being able to participate in sports or whatever but the school made it clear that they wasn't banning any words they just made a guide and um you know just talking about the language and talking about how to you know just social life at the school the culture they want to build so it says it also states that words like minority should be replaced with person of color if that's how the student identifies so basically people just blew it out of proportion they didn't focus on everything else they just focused on like, oh my gosh, LGBT stuff, that's where we draw the line. Like, no, you can't teach them this. And especially this being a Christian school, I'm sure it was just like an outrage. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> I know they was like, oh, hell no. But just imagine how that makes that child feel that that doesn't have a mom and a dad as for parents. And you and they're, they're, this child has to fucking try to explain why this whole, because, you know, children are, question, are inquisitive. They're, they all, they, they want to know everything. Cause I remember being asked um, if my mom was my mom because I was black and she was white. And I was trying to explain, <laughs> I was trying to explain it, but I couldn't explain it. <laughs> I just feel like there are certain things like if, if the children are already accustomed to, Hey, there's, there's, there's other parents than just a mom and dad. Then that also makes that child feel like, okay, my my parents are normal just like these other parents are normal you know what i'm saying because i could imagine it would make them feel odd if you see all your other classmates at a christian school coming in with a mom and dad and you, you have two dads or you know a, a whatever <laughs> however your parents identify than just the regular it can make them feel weird why would you want why wouldn't you be receptive to other to making other children feel feel comfortable other than just straight super straight children <laughs> <laughs> well, and I also hold on. Wait a minute. I couldn't hear Dominic. Oh, oh. I don't think her mic's working. No, I cut it on. Oh, I'm oh. cutting it just for sound quality. I'm cutting it on and off. Okay. Oh. Well, I look at it like this. I was just tweeting this the other day. It's this is kind of off the subject, but on the subject at the same time. At one point, I was a trans child. And whether I knew it, whether my parents knew it, whether, you know, I didn't have language or whatever. And I could imagine knowing people are fighting to set shit up against me and what that could do to me, especially knowing all the information now, because I didn't have information on trans 
kids, like trans boys, trans girls, nothing like that. So And they have more access. Right. So imagine you here on TikTok or some shit or whatever. And like people are making all this shit against you. And then they talk about how, you know, it's confusing you or whatever. And then when you grow up to be, you know, and they talk about, you know, sterilization, which nobody is fucking fighting for and kids in the trans community. But um, and you become an adult and then they say you shouldn't have kids. Like when you're young, they feel like, oh, no. What if they want kids later? Blah blah blah. Like don't sterilize them. Then when you become an actual adult and want kids, they say you shouldn't have them or don't deserve them. And because you got a mental disorder, and because it's confusing for the for, for the, the child. And so that's how I know the concern is fake for trans kids. That this fake, the they have a fake concern for trans kids is not really genuine there because they don't think that they're actually trans anyway they think they just going through a phase and they don't think being trans is real anyway so it's just like they need to cut that shit out and stop acting like they care about trans kids i'm not one of them people that's gonna say you need to stay in your sis business maybe about certain topics but you know if it's a certain space but i feel like you should as an ally you should be concerned and not mind your business and speak up about shit like this and you know, hey, this and I, I agree. I feel like was this a well, no, go ahead, Diamond. I feel like it is our job to present a counter to this kind of propaganda. First of all, as a as a consumer of like um you read a lot news i do i read a lot but i'm just talking about anybody who's online anybody who is watching the news anybody who is anywhere that is going to expose you to these types of slants these types of spins these types of you know headlines you have to be just like with anything look at what what happened with um russia and the bots and using facebook using twitter and all these things that they would just do to start look at shade room look at um hollywood unlock look at they put stuff up so they can get engagement they word things so that you that it can rile people up and it's, sometimes it's not necessarily um They'll take one little piece and put it in the headline. But when you read into the story, you're like, oh, that's not necessarily what they're talking mm -hmm. about. It, they do that stuff on purpose. So what we, we have to use our intelligent mind to make sure that we are really delving deep into what is being said and what is being um, propped up and what is, you know what I'm saying? Like how, how are, what is the slant to this and what is the reality? For example, let me, I want to be transparent. Uh, honestly, I'm going to keep it 100% real. This may, you know, folks may have a problem with this, but it's kind of like with the um, the trans athlete, trans athlete stuff. So for me, I'm going to always be in the corner of trans people. But if I want to be, if I'm going to be totally honest, there is a both sides of that argument. You feel what I'm saying? Like both sides of that argument don't have efficient evidence to prove that either side is wrong or right. If you want, if you want me to keep it real, so if we talk about because the the the, the gist of that conversation to me is 
you know, if you want to take out a transphobic context, just take it on what what's the concern. So the problem, the concern could be is is trans women playing in sports safe for cisgender women and fair? It's about fairness and safety. So in sports, so like, are you gonna? Is it fair? You got this this disadvantage. Is it fair? Do you be doing this? Da, 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 da. And is it safe? Like, if you're competing physically against, you know, women, is it safe? Cisgender women, is it safe for us to you for them to play together? And so that's the bottom line. So proving that on both sides, it's actually, it's not like they just throwing money at trans research. It's not like they're throwing money at trans athletes to be able to research their body. They don't give a fuck about us. So there's not that many research studies that support or, or, or um, debunk some of the stuff that's being said. So for me, you have to look into stuff. So even, and that's on both sides. There are certain studies, like for example, let me give you a perfect example. There are studies that say that yes, once hormone is administered and the testosterone levels are down of trans women, it, 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 equal, it equalizes it. But then and that same study will say that it only takes it down like 10%, like takes your muscle mass down 10% or something like that. So in in your in your in your in in the study, it only was it, it only was talking about running. There are other physical sports, particularly like things that deal with your upper body, that you might have a different advantage because it is such a stark difference between a physical male and a physical female. The difference is so stark in this particular sport compared to this particular sport. So we don't know if this sport, the, the hormones really neutralized or equalized the advantage. And in this sport, it took it down, but it didn't take it down drastically enough to be a, a equalizer. Do you see what I'm saying? So it depends on the sport. It also depends on the level of um the level of um the things that the hormones does that that benefit you just from being a male um like for example like you know like um size and weight like when we talk about boxing they had to separate because in men just say men by themselves in boxing they had to separate the classes. They, that's why they have a lightweight uh, and a heavyweight. And a, is it a middleweight? <laughs> I don't know what. I don't. Welterweight, featherweight. Something, something. All them. That's why they had because it's actually dangerous for somebody of this size to be fighting somebody. And this is not take the trans out of it. Just on cisgender men's side of the sport, it is dangerous for this big old heavyweight to be fighting this lightweight. So that's why they had to separate it. So, and and the difference is if this one, if this lightweight, if this heavyweight takes hormones, does it take him down enough to fight a lightweight or does it take him down enough to fight a medium weight? Do you see what I'm saying? Like it's, it's so many layers to things that are involved in the conversation when it comes to what is fair and what is safe. And on both sides, there is not efficient it is not efficient evidence when you look into the, the studies, it is not efficient evidence to say that it is clear on both sides, clear as a and safe and fair, da-da-da, on both sides. So both sides telling you that 
it's totally fair and totally safe or not fair at all, not safe at all. They're both selling you something that's not necessarily true. It could be true in specific cases. It could be true in specific sports. It could be true in regards to that, but it's not necessarily going to be a, a, a true across the board in every sport, in every situation. So right. if, you're be, if you're not being honest about that in an in a article that I'm reading, I'm going to know that, that, it, that, you just don't, that you just have an agenda that you're trying to push on both sides. Right, because we know of adults that have debunked that, like a, a, a trans man that's a boxer. He um, he won against a cis man, and then there's a cis a trans woman. She's lost. She's the MMA fighter. She lost against cis women, and but it, we also, as trans people, want to avoid for not forcing, but um, I kind of. I would like to see it be avoided of pressuring trans children to get on hormones to even it out. You see what I'm saying? Like when it comes to children specifically, it does get a little sensitive for me because I don't want them to feel like they have to, you know, anybody being forced to be sterilized or any way to be able to assimilate to play just to play a sport or, you know, the flip side of them, um, um, flip side being they miss out on having fun and being able to exactly you know be in sports so I see what you're saying though I agree with you on that it's it's a very touchy topic for me because uh, I don't know I grew up an athlete so it's just and, and also I also know a trans guy he's trans now he transitioned but I remember him playing with uh, boys in football as a girl and I know a couple girls that did. And my, my school was open to Well, they to shouldn't that. have been open to it because it sounds like <laughs> it was women playing with men. And and if you, you can't be uh, super feminist and say that trans women can't play with, with cis women and then say that cis women can play with, I mean, cis women can play with cis men because they're, ju they're just, a sh they give, well, like, you can't do that. You can't, I feel like that's, that's, you can't do that. That's later. That's very contradicting. That that should be something they should also be because, open to because, like, they should be like, well, they should tell the trans girl she has the option of playing with the guys if she wants to. That can be also. Uh, <laughs> I'm not playing. I wouldn't have wanted to play. So I didn't even want to uh, be in athletics because I didn't want to have to um, dress like no boy. But I don't know. I don't know because. Imagine being, I don't see as a trans guy. Well, maybe. Well, I was a trans guy when I was younger, but I wasn't on hormones and I played with girls. So I don't know how that would look. I just don't know. But our population is so small. So it's not like, you know, we trying to change everybody into a trans person just so they could be an athlete. Like they could be a star athlete. Oh, I'm going to have my son pretend to be a girl so he can yeah it's it's not it's like certain it's individual situation individual sports so you know i i think that that's what it is and you have to be you have to be 
alert when you're having these conversations intelligent about the information that you're getting intelligent about watching out for when there's a spin watching out for when there's a you know just and on both sides this ain't just on on the republican side or conservative side or christian side it's our side too because sometimes they be selling a narrative that's like girl let's let's be let's be honest let's be honest <laughs> let's be honest let's not just say the say the good and say the bad say i mean just don't say the good say the bad too say say what you're not what you're not sure about say what say you're gonna say say when there's some nuances and different situations because that's what to me that's what shows your integrity when you're just giving me a spin and not giving me the honest the full whole honest truth that's when i know your intentions has nothing to do with what you're trying to get us to um to buy yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you're trying, trying to, to sell it and spin it they'll just say trans women are women that's why trans men are men that's why like what? Maybe yeah, this is a nuanced <laughs> conversation, and so let's explore those nuance. Yes, we know okay. trans women are women. Somebody like me is not arguing that they're not women, but okay. there are some nuance in this situation. And if you're not ex if you're not trying to explore those nuances in this situation, then I'm not gonna trust you because that means to me, in my mind, you have no intention in exploring this in a fair and just and safe way. You are right. just trying to push everything into, um, you know, this box of politically correctness for me. Uh, and so I'm like, no, yes, trans women are women, but there's a nuance here because this is about the physicality. How can we prove without a shadow of a doubt that this is gonna be fair and safe? Because right. the integrity of the sport is important. So let's see how we can make this. Where are the studies that's well-rounded? They haven't invested money enough to do this. I think so. My stance is let's invest money enough to do studies to prove this without a shadow of a doubt across all sports. And then it comes to y'all such a small population. Do we want to invest money in that? But the problem but is shut the fuck up. Then shut the fuck up. Exactly. If if you don't Girl, care, then then cool. If this is becoming a problem where parents and everybody is suing and da-da-da, that means it should be invested in. Yeah. Because you know, you know, there are some diehard sports fans out there. So I'm gonna need me a trans man to go ahead and wear these cuts. Wear the cis women out in, in whatever sport they you have. No, have. I'm talking about wear them out where they, they make have. the news. They have. <laughs> in wrestling and shit like that. Here in Texas, in wrestling. They have? Yeah, here in Texas, you're in wrestling. Come on. Come on, let's wait. Let's. Well, no shit. We need, we need equality too. So, but they don't focus on trans men or trans No. Men. That's, that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, they're, like, it's, because there's no way because quote unquote there the focus has always been on trans women because they're going from shut up. okay the reason why me and Z just I had this so now then why are you looking at me like that listen okay so me and Z are kind of no, like off topic right say. now no I wouldn't talk about it no go ahead make your point okay so my point is <laughs> I forgot. There about. is a difference. There is a difference when it just uh, what you were pointing out earlier. A woman 
a cisgender girl going playing in a male sport, a male dominated sport, they never look like look at that as a a bad thing. They never try to protest that. That's like oh yeah. yes, da 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 da. But you get what I'm saying? Like we we did a story on Tony Harris, the the first woman um to get a college scholarship for football. Remember we did that story, and yes. no, some they were cheering her on they weren't worried about if she was safe playing with these dudes they weren't worried about the physical advantage that that she would disadvantage that she would be coming against playing with these dudes they were just saying huh they weren't afraid for her life no they weren't saying anything like this they weren't they weren't worried about the fairness but the difference but is that's what I was talking about, Diamond. Yeah. The difference is, is that she's voluntarily going into this disadvantage. Mm. So somebody else. I think the, I think the care should still be the same. The no, care no, no. should still be the same, yes. Yeah, it shouldn't be like, oh, go ahead. No, it should be no bitch. I need the protesters to come out. And do their and, and say, oh well, my God, I'm so scared for her safety. Like she's wanting to do the same fucking thing, bitch. You don't want the. <laughs> she's so bad. No. Facts. Do the same thing. Give me that same energy. No. Same energy. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I and I didn't really think about it because I was I've never been a sports person, so I didn't really think about it. I'm like, it was this a problem, child? What are they, who is playing sports? What trans women I know playing sports like this, child? Like I cause I I didn't know, you know, I, I didn't think about the nuance. Of course, there's some trans women that play sports. But actually, the crazy part is the sportiest trans woman that I know. The sportiest one. The sportiest one. The one that I feel like that is real athletic. Like she, she was a tumbler. She was a track runner. Da da da. She actually is totally against it. Really? Like she's actually uh uh. She was she be reading. Like I I wanted to invite her on the show, but she be so extra. I'm like, oh no, I can't have you harming my people. <laughs> but she's like she like totally against it. Like like no. She was like, uh-uh, this is not, she was like, whatever these people are talking about, that is not real. But she's also one of the people that I was telling you about that they don't, they don't discuss the nuance. So she's mm -hmm. totally against trans athletes being in sports. But so trans women playing That's with cisgender women, totally against it. And she feels like that the, the, um, the liberals and Democrats and, you know, our community, um, is selling a false narrative, but it is because it me when the girls do that, it gets me so much. But the thing about it, it goes back to what I said, but both because both sides are not exploring the nuances, right, right. you gotta explore and, and explore the evidence fairly. Like you gotta, you can't have, you can't present a study of this one person who or one thing of this one sport, it has to be various things because various things play a part in in physical physical stuff. It's not just hormones. It's multiple things that can give you an advantage, you know, in regards to that. So exploring that with a certain um, rigor, yeah. Exploring it with a certain rigor 
is important. You have yes. to really explore and study it with a certain rigor. That's that's the best way I can say it. Because if you're not doing that and you're just seeing this one run, you're presenting this one result, then I'm gonna I'm not gonna trust the integrity of you trying to make trying to prove your point, trying to make sure that this is safe and this is um safe and fair for everybody involved. So yes, I do feel sometimes that hormones can reduce in certain sports can reduce the advantage so much so that it's equalized. Absolutely. I think that's, so. why, I like, that's why I like doing track because everybody was at the same meets, like uh, the boys and girls was all there. And then that was the only space where it felt like, for me at least, where it didn't feel super gendered. But I can't imagine the boys run. I, the, the track thing, the track thing interests interest me too, because it would feel like the taller person, like just like we were talking about with heavyweights, like with boxing, like heavyweights and lightweights, I would feel like they would separate track runners by height, but they don't. Because I would feel like... Mm -hmm. Length of legs and length of height will give you an advantage over a shorter track runner to me. So I would just like, I would feel like that would be an advantage. So I don't know why that's not done, but I would think that the height would give you an advantage. The length of your legs, like somebody who's over six foot, I don't know, I, I can't explain it, but I would think that they would separate it in height. They kind of do that with long jump. Like the coaches will encourage you where to go. Like say, for instance, you had long legs or you were a stocky built person. If you were a stocky built person in general, whether you're a girl or guy, they'll be like, yeah, go do shot put and discus. Like where you just, you take the little ball and you push it and see how far you can like weighted balls. Uh -huh. And then like if you had long legs or you had a like really high vertical, they would send you the long jump. They'd be like, go here. Or if you were a, a, a sprinter, they'll say, do the 100 meter dash. And if you, you know, you was a person where you uh, could run for a long time, you wasn't necessarily fast, they'll encourage you. Okay, well, you look like you should be like a long distance runner. That's the way they do it. But um, <clears throat> for me, if I'm gonna keep it real with myself, not every child is going to be like this fucking star athlete. Like, and that goes. For, like, you know how, now, super straight, y'all know how fucking common that is. That there is, well, when I say uncommon, I should say uncommon, uncommon for there to be a superstar athlete in amongst you, the, the children in your school or high school or college is probably one in every five high schools or um colleges girl and y'all be trying it and i think okay and, i didn't mean to interrupt and, then, you. and then the and then also where you go to school plays a big part anyway like if you like where i when i grew up it, the wealthier schools were most likely to have the best athletes so like really they, yeah they just get more opportunity and then they have the their parents have the, the money invested to go into these summer leagues with the best of the best coaches and their parents are able to invest money in it and then the coaches are better like that's just how it works like that i mean that's interesting because i i mean I, like, I don't get me wrong like in the hood schools they be good as fuck but they don't have the proper they don't have like the proper investment sometimes like the parents aren't able to afford for them to 
be in, in, in summer league so they could stay fit the whole summer or they could get the best of the best training. Like, that's just the reality. Like, I don't know. My life is different, has been different. I, I, but, I mean, I, I mean, I'm pretty sure that does give you a boost. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm sure that I'm pretty sure that it does give you a little boost. You have extra help and stuff. But I, you know what? I'm gonna be honest. I, I was somebody who did play sports when I was younger, and I was like, "Bitch, I'm a whole woman. I'm not playing football. What the fuck?" And so they, there were certain things that I wanted to do. Like I wanted to run track. I really wanted to run track. <laughs> but as, as um. AMAP person, you couldn't run track unless you played football. You had to play football first in order to in order to run track. And so I I I could run really well. I could I could fucking hop over fences. Like I was really good at like I that's the shit I used to do when when I was younger. Me and just sit there and race outside with children with children of my age. So I I love athletics, but. I wasn't, I didn't feel like there was space for me as a queer person. Like, I didn't, I wasn't going to play football. So I missed out <laughs> All that shit stopped when these titties came. <laughs> these titties got to jumping and flopping, bitch. I was done with all that shit. <laughs> but that's when you got sports balls for art. Oh, no. <laughs> they was not working. They need to keep it real because now all these kids is going to be these superstar D1 athletes in fucking college. And by the time, and that's really What's the most fragile time is college sports because that's when it really, like, niggas is hungry in there. And then by that time, they're adults, like, they're young adults, so they're able to take hormones and stuff. But as far as, like, kids and stuff, like, these kids just be joining sports to have extra shit to do. Like, this just, that's honest. Like, they just want, like, their peers is is doing sports and like they also like the culture of it like going to travel and doing different shit so most of them don't give so they're taking it like oh the kids stop playing That's i think that they should give them options because i i, I would have felt included when i was younger and i didn't get to play like do most of the sports that i wanted to because they had separate things that they had the amap people versus the afab and i'm like bitch i want to play bitch why i can't play volleyball I want to play volleyball with the with the um with with the cis women, girl. Nah, you got to play football in order to run track, bitch. Fuck y'all. I'm not playing football, but I would rather had been able to have an option. And I think what's in it, like at the end of this conversation, y'all, I really think what's gonna happen is they're gonna come, they're gonna do the research because somebody's gonna come up to the conclusion that it needs to be done or they're gonna decide to come out their pockets and then there's going to be certain things that you have to, like they're gonna come up with a criteria for you to match in order to play certain aspects of um um, um athletics or different sports like they do with like boxing and like you know you have to wait weigh and all that extra stuff i think that's but then that's gonna be a problem because then you're gonna have people like castor semenya who who falls outside of that box whatever there's uh, whatever box that you create and you put people in there are going to be when it comes to physicality and sports and da 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 there are going to be that's what makes them exceptional athletes exceptional we talked about this before when it comes to michael phelps there are certain things about his body that makes him a exceptional swimmer there's certain advantages that he just naturally has and so nobody is trying to 
make them fit into these boxes. Like nobody's trying to make them fit. What we know is that this backlash, it really has nothing to do with them caring about the fairness of women's sports. Some of them, yes, absolutely. But most of the people who are chiming into the conversation have no investment into women's sports. They have no investment. They have an investment in being transphobic. They have an investment in um, pushing an agenda of anti-LGBT protections and rights and blah, blah, blah. And this is just a doorway in for them to say, oh, look, I'm a politician or I'm a lawmaker, I'm a legislator, and I am going to do this because these LGBT people are not going to come and change women's sports. And so now they can run on being tough on these queers. <laughs> and it can be a dog whistle for their um their base it has nothing to do with the fairness of women because one minute they're making anti-trans bills to protect women blah 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 but then they also are writing bills to where women can't get abortions and can't get access to health care <laughs> so they don't really give a damn or they cutting funds from the same the same schools that you trying to ban trans people from playing women's sports. You actually cutting funds to that school so they can get good textbooks. <laughs> so you 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 don't really care about um, the kids. And so I know the agenda in most pieces of people, particularly the ones that are commenting online and just jumping in the conversation, ain't got no kids in sports, ain't got no trans kids, trans kids that they know. <laughs> but no, they're no, no trans person. At all. They're just jumping into the conversation just to be transphobic. So Yeah, I had an argument with a girl online and, well, not an argument, but just like a debate. And she was saying, do you think transgender should be taught in school and sex ed? And she she was saying that she doesn't feel like it should because it could influence and her and her children um, are home trained. And she was saying she's not transphobic. But then, like, I end up speaking a little bit more with her and then she end up being transphobic and calling me a man. So I'm like, girl, yeah. most of these are, are gaslighting, saying that this is the reason. But really, you just don't like trans people. That's what it is. <laughs> but yes, I hope that school continues to be groundbreaking. I hope that school continues to um, give these guidelines. And I hope people get off their um, high horse and understand that you are becoming not obsolete. That's not the right word. But you are not. You're, you're moving. If you are a privileged person, you are what our culture is shifting is to pull you out of the center, pull you out of your place of privilege, pull you out of being the focal point of everything, every cultural, social um, setting. We're pulling you out of the center, baby, and centering being more inclusive. And so it's going to feel like oppression if you're not dedicated to changing that culture. If you're not dedicated to it, it's going to feel like oppression. But guess what? You'll get You'll be it. You'll get it. <laughs> Speaking of minding our business. <laughs> Speaking of minding our business. No shade. Like, y'all heard about the Kirk Franklin thing, right? Yeah. Kirk Franklin, yes. Yeah. I Like, everybody is making yeah, like... Make me wanna stop. Maybe very much. Make me clap my hands. Make me wanna <laughs> dance. <laughs> and stop. 
Very 1990s with it. Um, y'all, I was just thinking, like, if he was just well, a regular. Oh, okay, it's so melodies from heaven. Hey, bring down on me. <laughs> but um, okay, so he ended up getting an argument with his his son online. His son um recorded the conversation. And I can't, I'm not going to say word for word, girl. You can, you can go find it. It's, it's, it's recent. And his it, son it, needs to fuck me. His son is fine as shit. Is he? Yes. <laughs> Let me see. He's 33. Oh, okay. He, but, but from mm-hmm. what I'm, I mean, word, get your life. I, 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 didn't understand why everybody's going up, but I feel like they wouldn't go up if he wasn't famous. Well, you don't explain oh, yeah, okay, so <laughs> basically, the picture had thrown me off. Okay, he's giving it. I see it. I see it. He looks stinky. I mean, he looks stinky. No, he looks love. I got a tub and a shower and tons of bath and body works washing things. He won't be <laughs> okay, so basically, um, Kurt Franklin and his son had an argument. His his son recorded the conversation, and Kurt Franklin was cursing at him, and uh, he was cursing at his, or I think he cursed at his father. But anyways, they were both being disrespectful to each other, and um, Everybody was kind of like trying to call Kirk Franklin like a bad parent. And the situation was kind of to- to- toxic the way they were talking to each other. But I don't, I feel like people wouldn't feel that way if he wasn't like a celebrity. Because I'm, I, I didn't see so many videos of people getting cussed out by their their father like or their parents there's there's a whole like viral tiktok where these little these little white girls are um laughing and um people like show their parents or something they'll be like oh my friends want to see you and then the the it looks like the girls are looking at them and then they'll start laughing and then their parents be like girl fuck you who you laughing at bitch and blah 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 but nobody is saying that it's toxic or and of course, the manner is different, but I, I don't think that it would be, I feel like it wouldn't be so controversy if um, Frank, Kirk Franklin wasn't famous, because we, I don't know, especially. Well, of course not. Yeah, it would, I feel like it wouldn't be controversy if he wasn't famous at all. Like, his, he was just having a moment with his son. But Kirk Franklin issued an apology, and his, um, his daughter was like, um, you decided to record half the conversation. Why don't you record everything and start spilling other tea? So I feel like I feel like people shouldn't judge so quickly if you don't know the full circumstances. And every everybody's family isn't just like this picture perfect version of what a family is. Like I'm pretty sure you don't got into it with your father or your mother and and bitch, it wasn't recorded and put it on on display. I'm pretty sure people would have a, a sickening opinion about it too. I just feel like, girl, mind your business. I don't feel that way. 
Oh, okay. I I have to disagree with okay, you. Okay, go ahead. I feel like you should mind your business. Because, but. Well, I feel like on one hand, yes. Because on one hand, yeah. But on the other hand, I couldn't imagine me as a parent, me tell like, because Kirk Franklin admitted to it being a toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. So you you know it's a toxic relationship and you're talk you're talking in a violent way i don't know i feel like we normalize uh like i've seen people talk about uh getting beat you know i've been beaten by extension cords and high heel shoes and my mama went back on the church and was fine i'm all right carry on kirk franklin <laughs> it's just like well that, no I'm that's not ridiculous getting worn the fuck out but But, no but i'm saying that's how normalized it is yeah i feel like i think that's that's an extreme it is but i'm saying these are the type of people that the same people are saying he's a bitch ass nigga for admitting to him feeling like he's being abused emotionally by his dad that was the point of it the point of it he came out yes i'm in, i'm emotionally abused by my father i have i have these receipts i, I don't even know where they live i haven't been to their house in 10 years this is how he talks to me and this is here here's an example since i don't think anybody would believe me because this is the kirk franklin and exactly what he seemed like he feared was what came into play. People were saying, you know, you a bitch ass nigga. But that know. but they didn't even see the full story. Or, like yeah, you they can't put out that part of the conversation. You don't you don't. But at the same time we know shit like this happened. Like we know there's a lot of parents, especially in the Christian community. But what triggered him? Maybe what triggered him Does it matter though? Him. Does it matter? Does it matter? Yes, it matters. Why? I'm not question, I'm not depending on what it might be. Why? Did you hear what you said? What? What are you talking about? <laughs> I, this is, okay, so this may be my bitter, my bitter at Christian on my soapbox. That's fine. <laughs> I'll, I'll be on my soapbox. But I hate a motherfucker. I hate a motherfucker. We we all fall short of the glory ass Christian. I hate motherfuckers <laughs> like that. I hate Christians like that. I hate it. It gets on my fucking nerves because it's always an excuse for their fucking bad behavior. You're the fucking Christian that always sits on your this high pedestal claiming you better than every motherfucking body. You the Christian that kicks motherfuckers out of the church, that judge women, that oppress women. You the Christian that always say you save and God favor ain't fair and you, you separating yourself from the worldly people. You got this whole pedestal that you put your motherfucking self on you don't get a break when it comes to us judging you by not doing what you're supposed to do as a christian you're not a new christian you're not somebody you are fucking kurt franklin so there's a certain level of decorum that i'm expect that you have practice in when it comes to talking to your children when it comes to talking to people when it comes just like when you in church you ain't gonna be cussing nobody out in church and you can control it then right why you can't control it when you talk to your son? 
In my mind, I feel like as a Christian that are, that is practicing it and being there for a long time, like it's different if, oh, I'm just now getting in my Christianhood. I'm just now getting saved. But you is fucking Kurt Franklin. It's just like me seeing Karen Clark or Dottie Peebles or somebody who's been in the game, the Christian game for so long, and I'm seeing them cussing out a clerk. No, a clerk at Bath and Body Works or a clerk at someplace. No, you a Christian that has lived this life so long that you have the joy of God in you. You have that type of reserve and decorum that's not even going to get you out there. So when you when you when you tell me, oh, everybody falls short for the glory. I I I apologize. I ain't perfect. Da, 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 da. That's a fucking excuse. You've been in this game too long to not know how to control yourself and how you act. And you're lying because I ain't seen you cuss nobody out at a church. And I know they doing shit at church that's won't make you want to cuss their ass out. <laughs> you should have just as much control when you're talking to your children that you have when you're trying to put on airs and make it seem like you so different than the rest of us secular motherfuckers. I just think I think they're a different standard. I think you because because of where they position themselves. They position themselves as better than people who are not Christians. They position themselves as better than people who are not, who are worldly. So if you position yourself better, better than us, then I want to see that shit. Ain't no fall short from the glory. But, and if you fall short, it shouldn't be that motherfucking short. It should be, uh, I kind of got out of my bag a little bit, but I didn't go all the way down to the gutter. Like, come on. I feel like we giving this nigga excuses and it's not okay. Don't give him no fucking excuse. He he put himself on that pedestal. Cool. Your son called you out. Bam. And you don't be comparing regular regular parenting with who are not Christians who don't who because Christianity, quote unquote, is supposed to. Now, I'm not saying that they always do this. But it's supposed to give you the path to positive relationship with your kids and other people in your community, right? It's supposed to give you a way. You're supposed to be acting Christ-like. That's what it's supposed to be. These regular, regular families outside in the world, they don't have that book to steer them in the right direction. You're supposed to be saying, this is the book that's getting, that making you see the joy of God in me. So I'm going to expect to see that. I'm going to expect to see your ass perpetuating this fucking myth to me, but perpetuating this joy and light of the Lord. I want to see the light of the Lord even in privacy. If I get to see a recording that your son records you, I want to see you doing exactly what you tell every motherfucking body else to do that you say you've been practicing. I want to see that behind closed doors and in front because that's letting me know that you're living the right life. I'm sorry, go ahead. The thing... The thing about it is his son said that he acts different around the therapists and other pastors. And, you know, when they talk out the situation, because family friends know they have their issues or whatever. And, and my thing is, even if he wasn't cussing and you was telling your son you would wring out his neck and stomp his ass and all this violent shit, but like you supposed to be as a parent, you supposed to be an example. I know you're not always going to be perfect, but you talking violent to your child, even though he's a 33 year old, you're, I know me, how I am to my parents is like, these are my parents. Like I'm automatically going to want their approval. I'm automatically going to, um, 
in a way see them like my person like your parent well for me my parents is like my god do you see what i'm saying because they raised me and so i'm automatically going to see you in a different way so if you talk down to me i can in in this comment and you violent towards me and especially cussing at me and somebody in the background laughing at it you got your friend on the phone laughing at it saying yo bitch ass and you supposed to be the Kirk Franklin. Like I can imagine how much emotionally tiring that would be. Even if he is a guy, even if he is a 33 year old grown, grown ass man. You see what I'm saying? I don't think people are seeing it through and through that way. You know, cause you don't know how he sees his father. His father, basically what he said he was trying to highlight was his father is a narcissist. And he's trying to bring awareness to that. But, you know, and then on the other hand, I Kirk, believe him. Right. And on the other hand, Kirk Franklin friends is making posts because I'm nosy. I'm looking. His friends is making posts like, oh, I guess you got what you want. I was there listening to the conversation. Y'all apologized to each other. And the conversation was how you was being disrespectful to your parents, but you made it seem like you were being that like you were being disrespected but you went from 1500 followers to 19k so i guess you got what you wanted out of this like just gaslighting the situation and then it's not even you know like it's quote unquote not his business and this supposed to be a family friend so it's just like i feel like people pick and choose like you know when they want to be understanding because when it came to like what you said with the zaya wade situation to gabrielle union you know, then it's not everybody's business, no. Oh, I said that on Twitter. I felt like everybody yeah. talking to Kurt Franklin about, oh, when they when they mentioned in the Kurt Franklin situation, it's like, oh, this ain't our business. This ain't our business. But then when we talking about Zion, when we talk about Kurt Franklin's parenting, it's not our business. But when we talk about D Way's parenting, <laughs> y'all ain't got no problem with coming and jumping in on on D Way's parenting business. When the difference is this motherfucker, even I don't think cussing cussing him out was, you know, it, it's cussing him out. But you know, because I come from a home where you know we cuss. <laughs> but you know, there's a difference between that and D Way supporting his child. But y'all got so much negativity about D Way supporting his child, and but and y'all got all your two cents that y'all want to add. But everybody else is oh. Oh, that's Kurt Franklin. I still, I still support him. Um, that's not our business. We all do that. Da, 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 da. It's nothing. He'll be okay. I still think people should mind their motherfucking business. Because listen, the <laughs> I, they didn't play like the full. I don't know. From okay, from my perspective, I feel like if you ain't hear the whole clip. But you can't have like how can you have a perspective over one portion of the conversation like i i feel like in order to have like this big perspective i would need to listen to the whole conversation to see okay so I say could. the beginning wait mia so let's say the beginning of the conversation does the, the son called um kurt franklin a, a son of a bitch bitch ass motherfuckers whatever he whatever the son did the, whatever Kurt Franklin did to him, the son did to him first, and we didn't hear it. Let's act like that's that we did hear it. What's the difference? 
I, I would cuss him out. Right. So, but, right. Okay, cool. You would cuss him out. He deserved to be cussed out because he cussed him out, right? It's equal, whatever. You disrespecting your father. That's how I feel. Q. But the difference for me is you are Kurt Franklin, Christian extraordinaire on a pedestal that's supposed to be living a saved life, that's supposed to be living this more pristine. I'm not talking about being perfect. I'm talking about being practiced. You have been a Christian since I was junior. You've been doing this Christian pedestal thing since I, Diamond Styles, was in junior high school. That's a long time ago. So you got a practice in this Christian shit. And if your practice hasn't got you to the point where you're not cussing your child out, whether he disrespect you or not, if you ain't got this turn the other cheek shit down by now, at this old ass age, practice in Christianity, you ain't got it down by now, I don't believe you. <laughs> I don't believe you. And I hold you to a different standard and I'm okay with holding you to a different standard because you put yourself on this pedestal. How y'all treat people in the church that are not in the church. That, re that is why I judge them. At a different yeah, I didn't even know this back history as far as like what like how he was treating people or all the extra extra stuff that he did like to to give the because because you're saying that the reason why you feel the way you do is because he has put himself on this pedestal and he presents this certain type of image so like girl if you're trying to like condemn other people for not living this type of way then why why wouldn't you be why wouldn't you act or behave in a certain matter? So I can see why that would be a reason. I just don't know any back history, but I still, I feel like I personally wouldn't judge a conversation. It, it, it Even with Dwayne Wade, with anybody, even with Dwayne Wade's situation, I still think people should mind their fucking business. Like, we're just, just in general with, with anybody's parenting, because what we do know, regardless of who you are, whether you be a, a, a regular person who is not of a celebratory status or a celebrity, there's no rule book to parenting. Right, but he he literally called his son a poor ass. He was like, poor ass. <laughs> he was like, shut That's the fuck up, poor ass. I think that, but no, what I do agree with, I think that the conversation was toxic because I would never talk, I would never cuss my mama out. Well, no. Um, oh. <laughs> Listen, if you're transphobic with me, I'm cussing you the fuck out. But it would no, but I didn't cuss her. I ain't never cussed my mama out, I don't think. <laughs> Not that I don't think. Well, I'm gonna take I don't think as you have. <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm not saying I'm yes, I'm not saying for a regular regular motherfucker. If your kids is doing too much and you gotta cuss their ass out, I'm never like if I see somebody at Walmart. And they cussing their kids out, they badass kids out. I ain't gonna think nothing of it. I'm probably gonna walk past like, ooh, them kids is bad. Tip, 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 tip. I'm not even gonna think anything of it. But you are Kurt Franklin. You are part of this system that says that y'all are better than the rest of us. And so since you are better than the rest of us, I don't care what your son did to you. <laughs> I don't care what he said in the beginning of the conversation. I don't, I don't really care. Like he could have said the worst things. Could you say it back? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. That's natural. Da da da. da. But you are a Christian. <laughs> you are the upper echelon of Christians. <laughs> so I'm expecting something more from you. 
I'm expecting something more. Now, that's just my opinion. It doesn't yeah. really matter. My opinion doesn't matter in y'all life. It doesn't matter with your fans, da-da-da-da. But that's just me. I feel I'm going to look at you differently. I'm going to be like, oh, there you go. That's, this is showing the real. And this is just me being somebody who grew up in the church saying, and I remember it, it is a total different, there's a facade. There's a oh, I remember being with my aunt, and we're at we're in the in the in the chamber, and she's smiling. And glory to God, praise sister, and how you doing? Oh my God, bless him, da 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 da, honey. We get in the car, these motherfuckers, and da 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 motherfucker bitch and shit, and goddamn, and we in a car riding back home, but you wasn't doing none of this. When we was in that church house, you weren't giving none of that shit. I don't. There's a fakeness to it. There's a fakeness. There's a facade that I don't like, and I'm glad that it was exposed. The thing about it is, regardless of their religion, it's abusive behavior to me because I have family members that are are Christians, but have abusive behavior, and abusive behavior is abusive behavior. And toxicity is that I don't need, I don't like, I don't see why he would need to clout chase. Like, and he probably knows his daddy fan base. So why, like, I don't think he would just, you know what I mean? Like do, and his daddy admitted, yes, this is a toxic relationship. And then it's toxic. And that's all I, I need to know. Like, oh, okay. You, your daddy admitted this is toxic. Okay. So. Boom, let me go and put and really look in the situation and know the pattern of behavior, especially being from the South, especially being a black Christian Clark. <laughs> like my grandfather was a pastor, like in the deep rural South. Like that's the family I come from. So I know this type of behavior. I'm not giving no excuses for nobody regardless. Oh, I'm not. I'm not giving him. I'm, I'm not, not saying you do, but I'm just saying, like, regardless of what you know, I'm not. I don't hold them on no. I don't ever hold them on no pedestal, but that's true. It's a lot of hypocrisy. It's a lot, and I feel like that could be a critique along with abusive behavior that was clearly shown. Like that's not like you. You saying you threatening your child like that's I feel like that's too normalized. Like no, like no, we're not doing that. Like yeah. anybody threatening, like no, like we're not doing that. Like come on now. I think that okay. So what I I agree with. I I feel like the the communication was definitely toxic, and they really need to work on it. And they said that they were going to try to, but girl, do your due deal. I think it's going to become a, like a, a little, or do, it could have been like a publicity stuff so they can get them a little, um, what's his, what's the name with the braids? Um, Ayala. To get them a little Ayala show. So they could, they can, they can. She's canceled. Yeah, she stopped. She said, you're going to have to come pay me. I ain't doing yeah, free well, work. Okay. Well, they got a point to pay her. It could be her Ayala Hills, the Franklins. Toxicities from heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Rain down on no me. No. Down on no me. Toxicities <laughs> from heaven. Hey. <laughs> down on no me. I ain't gonna lie. I was laughing at some of the stuff they were saying on Twitter. But 
Man, listen, the bottom line is that shit is not okay. We can't keep normalizing abusive behavior. People going to church on Sunday like, yeah, I'm here. Like, I'm better than everybody. Like, nah, we ain't doing that. Regardless of any religion, like, nah, we ain't doing that shit. Yeah, you once you once you once you played in those waters and those question waters, you you know very much how much of, how much of a facade it is when you're in a church house or when there's like a relationships a, are difficult. Period. Any type of social event gathering that has to do with be Christian based or something, and a lot of people take this shit to heart. Right? And don't get me wrong, like I have. I have family, you know, and relationships are difficult. Like, there's a lot of relationships, but even the one with my father that I feel like needs to get better. You know what I'm saying? Like, and with my grandma, and we all have our difference, especially with the trans shit. Like, they just not feeling it. And they supposed to be these Christians, these know-it-all Christians, and, you know, living a righteous life. But me knowing that's not true, yeah, it's hard for me to be like. Ah, it'd be one thing if you was like, "Yeah, I'm Christian," and you know, you you live your life, I live my life. Boom, we cool. Like we healing our relationship, and it's not even revolved around you doing what I want you to do from a Christian standpoint. But you know, but some Christians was, feel like you living, like even being around somebody like you is sinful. Right. So just. You know, I know relationships are difficult, boom, 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 but it's a different thing. It's a different situation when they place themselves in an authoritative situation, yeah. an authoritative seat. So I see what Diamond is saying. Yeah, so of course. The critique yeah. will hit hard, especially if you sensitive to shit like that, because you deal with family like that. Like, I don't, you don't understand if you don't live it. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I, I, okay, so I, I agree with both y'all. I, but I still think that people should mind their fucking business. When it comes to anybody's life, well, like anybody's family and stuff, like, girl, you never know what, what they got going on in their family, like the bad back story, so you can really have a, a perspective. I don't know. But I, I do think that it's, to, I agree with you guys, I think it's toxic and they need to work on it. And we need to mind our business. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> And All right. It's a liar business. It's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a celebrity and it's public. Like, of course, people not gonna mind business. Oh yeah, I'm a I'm gonna stick my toe all up in your business. You was rich and celebrity and Christian and whatever. I'm gonna stick my toe because y'all don't mind sticking in our business. So cool. Not let's, at all. Let's no, check. Out. We be minding our business, especially the Christians. Right Could y'all be deep at the um at the uh gay events with a uh, poster with your signs and your and your and your um and your protest signs and your pickets? Uh, you no, know? oh, y'all stay in our business. Did y'all see that that TikTok video of those two little young boys sitting at? They was cousins. They were sitting at McDonald's, and this white lady comes around like, "Do you guys go to church? <laughs> Do you know anything about God?" Are you guys girlfriends? She thought they were girlfriends. She thought they were two girls. And then she was like, okay, girls, Jesus saved. See you later. And then that's when she left. Did you see that? No, but I know it happens because it happened to me today. This lady was sitting next to me. She, what well, didn't happen to me, it happened to the whole group. 
This lady was sitting next to me, and we was we was at the pharmacy picking up our medications, honey. I was picking up my estradiol and my little progesterone pills because I had just left the doctor, felt good news, feeling good. We were in line six feet apart with our mask on. There was this white man in there with no mask, and me and this other um, person had to be like, sweetie, can you put your mask on? Thanks. And he was feeling some kind of way about it, but girl, the sign says mask, put your mask on. And so, <laughs> and so we sitting there and this lady sits, she's sitting next to us and she was like, Hey everybody. I just want to let y'all know that it's not too late to turn your life around. God loves you. God has always loved you. And he's, uh, he's never going to turn his back on you. And honey, she gave a whole five minute sermon and everybody was just sitting there like, Okay. <laughs> and she said once she got done she was like all right that's enough for me y'all have a blessed day and walked outside and left with her little medicine and left and then they'll tell you they'll tell you god sent me jesus god sent me to awesome. tell you and then they go right to the next person so he said well you know you girl Get out of here. The thing about it is, it's just, it's just we pointing out the hypocrisy. Like, yeah. just cut it out. Like, it's okay to be a Christian. Like, nobody's bashing you for being a Christian. It's just that you are giving oppressive behavior because of how you act like you better than everybody. Right. Like, you ain't better than nobody. Yeah. You ain't like, better than anybody. You are just. Which we already know. <laughs> We already know, but it's just like we pointing this shit out. Like, don't get mad when it go public, and we gonna point this shit out. And that—that's the tea. And that's the end of the show. That's all we need to say. <laughs> all right, y'all. Good night. Toodles. Toodles. Bye. Well, that's it. Thank you for coming and getting a taste of Marsha's plate. You can listen to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Make sure you leave a review because we really need those five stars, y'all. And go like our Facebook page and leave some comments. We will be posting exclusive content every Thursday, so you definitely don't want to miss out. You can also follow us on Twitter and any other social media site at Marsha's Plate. If you'd like to donate or advertise with us, hit us up at diamondstyles at gmail.com. That's diamond, S-T-Y-L-Z, at gmail.com. And that's it for us, y'all. Bye. Bye-bye. You going to say bye, Mia? Oh, bye, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Every little thing's going to be all right. Be all right. Don't you worry about a thing. Be all right. Be all right.